I want to, Rabbi say for a few minutes, I want to study Avram Avinu some more. This week, Parshas Lech Lecha. By Yishma Avram, the Torah is very myrif. The Torah which... Bederech Klau, in general, is so mekatser, is so brief about so many things. Years are written in such brief ways. Halachas that are relevant to all our lives are written so briefly. Hashem, who's so mekatser about everything, a little Tereshebichsav, and everything left to Tereshebalpeh, this war is so mairech, it's so many psukim, this war of Ramavinu fought, Hashem sets it up so lengthy, a Torah that's so brief. The creation of the world is barely said as long as some of these stories. And Avram Avinu fights a war where the Torah speaks about the war and clearly Hashem wants us to study this war. And it describes a war of the four kings against the five kings in great, great detail. It describes the five kings being slaughtered and really like just totally overrun. The king of Sadaim Bamaira is on the run. All the others, his army gets toppled. Everybody else runs to the mountains. And they and the and Bayekhu, they take all the Rukhush of Stoim and Amaira, Bayelechu, they take light amongst their Rukhush. And then Avramavinu is told about this total massacre. Avram Avinu, Vayova Yapalit, the survivor, Rashi discusses it's Oig, the survivor, the Pallet, the escapee, comes, Vayugid Lavram, Vayagid Lavram, Ha'ivri, he goes to tell Avram what happened. Avram at that point is dwelling in Elaine Mamre. Avram Avinu lives by Mamre, who was a friend of Avram, Bale Bris Avram. Avram Avinu is staying by his friend, this Yid, Mam, this, I shouldn't say this Yid, this person, Mamre, where Chazal tell us where this friendship came from. He gave Avram Avinu very good advice. But this person, Ezeicha, that Avram Avinu lives in Eloine Mamre, in the plains of Mamre, and the poet, the escapee, the survivor, runs to Avram, and he says, your nephew's in a lot of trouble. Four kings just demolished the five kings. Your nephew is held hostage. He's a captive. Vayishma Avram. And Avram Avinu hears ki nishpa achiv. That his brother, it's not literal, it's not his brother, but it's his nephew. Ki nishpa achiv. That his brother is captured. And what's Avram Avinu's response? He's been told that his brother is captured. Vayorek es Vayorek means to be mezayin, to arm. He arms chanichav, chenuch, are the people he's being mechanich, his yeshiva. He arms his yeshiva. He says, guys think they're coming to Avram for a musarvad. And he says, chevra, I'm handing out guns. And he's throwing out guns to the chevra. They come for shear, and he's throwing out guns, Avram Avinu. Vayorek es chanichav, he arms his students, he arms them. Yulidei Beisai, the people who were born into his house. The Beis Avram, the beautiful house of Avram Avinu. 
the hundreds of people that have come to study by Avram, and he arms them all. Shmaina Asar Shleish Meyos. 318 men. And together with him, they chase those four armies. Avram says to his Hevra, we're going to fight a war, Hevra, today. Chazal amazingly criticized Avram for arming his students. Chazal bring in the Durham three reasons that we went to Golos Mitzrayim. And one reason is Al Sha'asa Angaria Bitalmidichachamim. He made Talmidichachamim work for him. Amazingly, Avram Avinu is punished shockingly. Now we said we don't say sins of the great people. This Chazal, the Gemara tells us that Avram Avinu was punished Al Sha'asa Angaria Bitalmidichachamim. Because he had Talmidichachamim do work for him. He armed his students. He's punished. It's interesting. Sometimes a Rebbe will gently sit up. Shem's a coffee. Ooh. They didn't study Avram. They didn't learn Parshish Lech Lecha. The Gemara says Avram Avinu was punished. Here was a war. It was Docha Mitzvah. He was saving his nephew. And the Gemara says that Avram Avinu was punished because he somehow showed disrespect to Talmud Chachamim. It's amazing those Talmidei Chacham are your students. It's the nature. It's the nature. They were students. Avram Avinu was punished. Yeah. Like amazing Gemara Nadarim. Al Sha'asa Angaria B'Talmidei Chachamim. He wasn't knowing the proper covet. Avram. Avram was Mekar of Hakol. And they're his students. He was punished. That wasn't respect. There was a Shluchayr al Shaasan Gary. I don't know if Mayor agrees to me. The way I understand it, al Shaasan Gary means he did business. Yes, Momo. For sure, for sure, Tzadikim to fight a war. In some ways, Momo, it sounds like this was personal. It was his nephew hired 300 people. If it's fighting for Klal Yisrael, Tzadikim fight wars. There's some, I, I, would, I don't know, I'm, I'm treading dangerous here. I, I don't know anything. I'm reading, I have to learn a Gemara. Gemara, I got to learn. The Gemara says, Avram Avinu was punished. He made Talmidecham work. Work. So if it's a Mulchemist mitzvah, who do you pick? Tzadikim fight wars. Here, somehow, it sounds like Chazal are saying, this is a personal battle. What? There was a pressure as Avram, who was, you were saying, no, Avram Avinu? Avram Avinu said, Chevru, he threw this, I'm not fighting, Avram wants to war. The Gemara says he was punished. I'll show us, and I'm not, there's something deep here. And it's funny to say the head of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is the Ayin Toiv. Avram Avinu is Kuloi Chesed. There's some punishment. Now, any thinking person knows that Hashem's it says, of Hashem is much stricter on those closer to him. If you know anything about a good Rebbe, if you get yelled at by the Rebbe, it means he loves you. I could tell you, my father, the closer you are to him, the more strict he is. Not because he's mean, because great, I'm very close. He would be strict on me something that if I ask my father, how, how do you learn Pshat in this Gemara? He'll ignore me. And why is he ignoring me? 
Because to a Rebbe, my father's my Rebbe, you don't ask what do you think Pshat is, what is the Pshat? It's chutzpah, like, Dad, you tell me your Pshat, and then let me... To a Rebbe is what is Pshat? Chutzpah, like, how do you know, Rebbe, how do you learn Pshat? Like, as if, like, I'm the judge, you'll tell me your Pshat, I'll tell me. What is Pshat? You don't say how do you learn Pshat. What is the Pshat? Now, I promise you, if a guy's not close to my father and says to him, Rebbe, how does Rebbe learn Pshat? I'll say how he learns Pshat. I was chutzpah. You don't go to somebody bigger than you say, how do you, you don't go to Rebbe David Fine to say, Rebbe, I was wondering how Rebbe learned Pshat in this Rashi. It's like, you'll tell me your Pshat, Rebbe, then I'm going to think, you know, I heard. You say to Rebbe David Feinstein, what is Pshat? But if you're not close to him, so say this, you said it wrong, it's not his job to give you Musr. Say it, okay, I, I'll tell you how he learns Pshat. He's humble. He's not looking to give you service, and he's not like he's not like his, his ego was hurt. You ask that? How do you learn shot? He'll tell you how you learn shot. If you're closer to him, see so you merit that he's trying to work with you closer. Hashem, the great tzaddikim, are closer to Hashem, and as such, he works with them harder, and sometimes can even be stricter as they want it, as they want it. You should know that Mardchah Zeda, Reb Noach Weinberg, later in his life, uncle. Martha's uncle said to Hashem later in his life, I want you to take off your kid gloves. Momo and, and Martha's uncle said to Hashem, he said, please take off your kid gloves and work with me. Later in his life, he was, he was sick. He went to Yisurim Naram. He asked Hashem for it. The family's made. He said, Hashem, take off the kid gloves. I'm ready. That's, it's a mud It says to be Kiva was on the Madrega of Midas Hadin. It was on the Madrega that he wanted me to Sadin. It says Hashem was wanted to create the world within. The world couldn't handle it. So he was Mishtat, if me Chesed. There's such a vert that the people close want a certain, there's such a vert is higher than I can picture. But there's something called me Sadin. Avram Avinu, you can imagine, this was dark. If anybody thinks this wasn't subtle, we would have seen Kulait Sidkus, the highest Madrega we ever saw in our lives. There was some dak, the person who was kulay about the harach of the next person, about kindness. Adonai, my master, was kulay about the next person, was punished. A dak min adak, a subtle, subtle, adenev dak. We wouldn't even be able to see it, you and I. But Hashem, who knows it all, said Avram, no, no, no. Hashem, Hashem, mand Avram, you had the people work for you. Amazing. I'm not... It, it's overwhelming. Avram, who was, gave everything to these Talmidim, he sacrificed Hakol, he was manned by Hashem. You, didn't, you weren't Mechabit, It's a big, the lesson for us of, of, of making sure to keep the dignity. Rabbi Yerucham speaks that if you teach a student, you give no right to say Lashon Torah about him. Rabbi Yerucham says, sometimes a Rebbe feels that my Talmidim, even your children one day, You'll see one day, you feel like, a, I love them, I give my whole life to them. You could say like, you feel like a right to say a Lashon Hara on your child. You have no right to say a Lashon Hara on them. But it's your child. They're still, Halacha doesn't, doesn't melt away. They're still dinim. Remarkably, the people, it calls these people a nefesh, Sher Asu and Avram Avinu created these people. Asher Asu, he pushed, gave them hakol. And Chazal say he was punished that there was a dak min adak. Avram did it kuloi l'shem shemayim. And they was, I guarantee you, every single one of them was like the most thankful, the best thing that ever happened in their life. 
<laughs> they got the fight. Would you have wanted to fight the war with Avram? Count me in. Did you pay them? What? He, we'll see. We'll, we'll get that he paid them. Says Yehudi, he gave them money. They got to fight a war with Avram. They got to be part of history. They're forever enshrined in history. You were like, could you imagine the Bachar who didn't show up to share that they didn't fight the war? Like, he was, <laughs> he was happy. I didn't fight the guy like forever. Like, when we talk about the 318, I forgot to tell you about the 19th guy who came, the 319th who came late that day. And he didn't fight the wars. Like, shucks, shucks. I knew, I knew. I should go to Shear that day. Oh, gosh. Forever he's not enshrined. He's not in the Torah. The eternal war that he conquered and he got back late. And this war that was cool like kindness, why did he fight the war of Ramavinu? To save his nephew. Kulay Chesed, to save his nephew. He heard Kinesh Ba'achiv, his, his, his brother, his nephew, was captured and he goes to bail out his nephew. And he brings his Mizakis, Chashvet Talmidim. He says, Rabbi Isai, here, today we're going to fight a war. I know we're always learning tired, but deeper than learning with studying Dvar Hashem, the Dvar Hashem is to fight, come fight. And the Gemara says, he, he made Talmud work for him. There's some epis epis atayna that he wasn't mechabah Talmud It's very instructive for Rabbi, and there's Chavra here that will teach Torah. Very, very hush make sure to be mechabit a ben Not so pasha to say a bacher, even you perceive it. A, a, a drink, maybe. Be, care, <laughs> be careful, be careful, be careful. One second. Be careful, be careful. Amazing. When I see, when, when I see sometimes, now sometimes as a cheshman, sometimes as a cheshman, there are times a Rebbe asks somebody to do something and there's a cheshman, very big cheshman. The Gemara Baba Kama says that one of the Amairan wanted a pshat, the Gemara Chafal from a different Amaira. He said, Shakali Sudra, he said, do me, what's the Lashon Amaira? He said, do Tashamshani, when you Meshamish me, serve me. He wanted him to be a Talmud. If you fear like a Talmud, then you'll be Zaych and understand. There are times, Lashem Shemaim. My aunt, my aunt was on her deathbed. My aunt was a very big tzaddik, a very worked out person. She asked her daughter, like uncharacteristically, there were nurses there, she asked her daughter to get a glass of water. And she said to somebody, she said to somebody that she saw her end coming and she wanted her daughter to get kibbutzim. Very holy person. There were nurses there. there. She said to do it, maybe a glass. And she never asked. She didn't ask. It was out of character. She said she saw her end. She wanted her daughter to get kibbutzim. That she should get the mitzvah, bring a glass for tzaddikus for her mama. She asked for a glass. They're cheshbonus, but be careful. Be careful the dignity of somebody. Even you perceive. You perceive it's somebody, it's a child, it's somebody under. The dignity. It's interesting. There's a mission in us In our lives, Yehuda, we have all different relationships in our lives. And there are three, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to narrow it. We have endless, we have tons of relationships in our lives. There are three kinds of relationships that we have in our lives. We have when we're the lower to an upper when, we're the, when somebody's above us, for any reason, for any reason, the person's above us. We might be in a college class and it's the professor. There's relationships to people above us. I teach my kids from young ages four words that I want them to remember their whole lives. Tale, be'idne, sagidle. Say it, Trevor. Tale, 
Be'idnei. Sagidlei. Yes, Maish, that's of course, everybody knows that. So that Rabbi said, how do you keep? Pashat. We look at each other, Maish. We say, Talei Bidnei. Yeah, yeah. People are lying. What? Yeah, yeah, Vada, Zichr, 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 no question about it. So that's one. Vada, you're the Vada. Like, if people pretend like we know what we're talking about. What are you talking about? You talk English, please? <laughs> One relationship, means when the fox is in charge, bow to him. You have to learn. Somebody's in charge. Guys tell me in summers, the boss doesn't know what he's talking about. He's mean. I promise it's a skill in life if you want to have success in life. If everybody could take off coats. It's a rule and sheer. Co- no coats on, no coats, not allowed. The tale be'idne sagadle. What? <laughs> we just were talking. You have that it was just an expression. Kalish is the fox here. Even a fox, a fox means somebody doesn't deserve to be in charge. But the fox is in charge, bow to him. The fox is in charge, it has nothing to do with is he right, is he wrong. Meshogunah, take, I'm cold, it makes me take my coat. Taking off the coat is what we're talking about. 100%, that's what I mean. Zichr, that's what we just did. We just did an exercise. Ta'le bitne sagadle, the fox is in charge about him. It's a skill you need in life. You need to learn how to relate to somebody who's in charge. It's very, very bad when you don't know how to relate to somebody. If the bus driver said, so, he's so stupid, it's his bus. The fox is in charge about him. If you don't know this skill, you won't have success in life. You could be right. There are guys who work. It's like chemical. I want my kids to learn this. It's simple, healthy living. If you're, you're going to have all your life, you, your boss, it's ridiculous. What, he's your boss. It's a simple skill. You, it's a skill. Tale be'idne sagidle. We're in a country. They're so, they're wrong. The fox in his time about him. It's his day today. We're in Golis. If you don't have this skill, you're asking for an unsuccessful life. And you could always be right. The boss is such an idiot. He might be an idiot. He doesn't like to do with anything. It's very nice that you're totally, you just don't know Tyre. You don't know Chazal. There's a basic to living. It's a Rashi in Chumash. It's a Rashi I just quoted. It's a basic to success. You got to learn Torah. You got to live life good. If you want successful, follow the Torah. A fox in his time, bow him. You, I want to catch yourself, Yehuda, many times in your life. Mayor, different situations, you say in your mind. Tali, be'idni, sagli. And if you don't have that skill, you'll be unsuccessful in this world. Very nice. Defy the Torah. It won't work. Daniel, it's a simple thing. Somebody's in charge, bow to him. Sagidly, bow him. Sagid, where do we say the word sagid? In Brich Shemei. This sagidna kamei umi kamei dikara raisa. I bow to you, Hashem, and I bow to your Torah. Where do you bow to Torah? When they show the Torah hagba, everybody should give a little bow. You said you're going to do it, so do it. You give a little bow. When they show the Torah, that's what you do, the hagba, you show it. You give a little bow. The finger is a minog. That's, you, yeah, yeah, no, no. That doesn't matter. Bowing, you said you're going to do it, so do it. You give a little bow. That's what you're supposed to do. A short, not a, don't go to the floor. Just give a little. They show the Torah, you give a bow. Because you humble yourself to Hashem's Torah. You said you're going to do it, so do it. Sagidna kanei, I bow to you. Sagidna means to bow. Tale, a fox, be'idne in his time, 
Sagidly, about him. That's a simple way of living. And if you don't know that way of living and you're stubborn or say the guy is so stupid, okay, try living that way. You just don't know how to relate to people who are in charge. Now, by the way, is it just a cute way? When you advise your children this, is this just, okay, shucks. Like, it's a very good thing to learn. You have a value. Because we have a boss called Hashem. And when you learn how to do it to people that are wrong, you learn how to do it to the one who's right. It's a, a skill necessary. The one who can bow to his boss doesn't bow to the true boss. And if you say this, I only do it when the person's right, it's not always about right and how you perceive. There's a value of who's in charge. You just don't know anything. In a bus driver, it's his bus. It's his bus. And learn, it's his bus. I promise you'll be a better human being for eternity. It's not just the coping and survival mechanism. I want my kids from young ages to learn this. You're in a classroom. He's such a bad teacher. It's a skill, Tali. I met with a group of girls. They were upset about a certain teacher that they had. And they're like, handling. I just want them to learn a skill that there's somebody in charge, learn how to play, it's their, it's their classroom. And you could have all the things why they're wrong, and, and you might be right, we could discuss chenoch, and we could discuss a hundred things. I also want you to pick up a skill that you really gotta pick up for successful living. It's important to my kids pick it up, it's not a manipulation, you're just trying to get me to behave, don't behave in class, I'll pick it up someplace else. This skill is a simple truth of life, and very important for somebody to learn who's in charge. When somebody's in charge, you bow to them. They're in charge. It's not a complex, it's something that every person has to understand. So that's a relationship when you're quote unquote the underling. Very important. There's a whole set of relationship when you're an equal to somebody. When you're an equal to somebody, has its system of how it works. That's a different relationship. And then there's a third of relationship when somebody's under you. And all our lives, we have to learn all three. I want to speak about the one, when you're, in, when you're under, the big thing, it's a mission in Avais, is have a Kal Lerish. Learn to be Kal. I never loved that the name Kalish. Kalish means weak. That's what Kalish means, just the translation. It's not my favorite part of my name, but it is a last name. Kalish means weak. But Kal means light and soft. The word Kal. Have a kal in the dark, miklish kalish on the dark, make it weaker. But anyway, the word kalarish means to lower yourself to the one in charge. Have a kalarish to somebody higher learning to subjugate. That's like a simple thing to learn. When you're in charge, you have to learn noyach lisashchiris. Somebody is under you, sashchiris means black, it means you're the white, you're the white means like a beard, like an elder, you're the elderly person means they have still have, they're young, they're still young, and learning to be noyach to people under you, to be calm, to be soft. There are people that are very, very nice until they're in charge. There are people like that. You wonder, the guy was such a nice guy, but when he's in charge, it creates. I have seen guys to waiters be very mean. You ever have this experience, like a nice guy, and then a waiter comes, and the guy you're with is like mean. He like talks mean, it's weird. Well, that was uncomfortable. And you're like, uncomfortable. He literally, it's a trained thing. Well, he's working for me. It's very, I've seen people, the nicest people, I have seen people have cleaning help, janitors, and they're like being nice to you, and all of a sudden they're mean to the, to the cleaning help, to the, to the janitor, to, 
to the custodian, whatever, and all of a sudden they're mean, they don't have the skill when they're in charge. They become like cruel. They literally become cruel. Healthy people to a waiter are very, very nice. Noyach l'sashchairis. To people under you, for whatever reason they're under you. They're an employee. They're working for you. They're serving you to be nayach, to be calm and nice. To learn to respect people under you. It's true that you're their boss. Be nice. Be calm. Be kind. Be positive. Avram Avinu, adak min adak min adak. Subtler beyond subtle. We wouldn't see it. Avram's the kindest person who ever lived. Chesed l'Avram. But there's some Einish al Sha'asan Garya Batalmid Chachamim. He made Talmid Chachamim work. In Vayarikas Khanikov, in some manner he caused them to work. Like Mordechai said, they had choice. They could have said no. They could have said no. But in some Bukhana there was some lack of covet to people, by the way, that were on that that, that were his Talmidim, there was some Einish in getting them to work. That is a Gemara Nadarim. That is something we have to be very, very cautious of to protect the dignity, even if somebody we perceive, I'm not talking about lower than us in Madrega. I'm talking about in some reason, you're in charge. A dorm counselor has to learn. It's, a, it's an art. So you're in a position, you're in charge. And, and certainly you can demand and command, but had to be nayach, had to be humble, even though you're in a position. Sometimes the very position brings out a gaiva. You can watch it. You can watch by the waiter. That guy all of a sudden becomes like bossy and aggressive and, huh? That was inappropriate. Now it's true. He's working for you. So you could still be patient. You could still be kind. These are basic skills that the Torah demands of us that to be successful in life we need to have. So this it says, Chazal teaches us that Avraham Avinu was punished for this aspect of Ayarikas Chanicha. But let's go on. Avraham Avinu then fights a war. He takes these soldiers and they uh, remarkably they win the war. Vayakum. Vayakim. They totally smother, they just destroy the four kings, Avram and his soldiers, win this amazing war, and he gets back late. Fantastically, he saves late. Melech Sedaim comes out, there's a huge procession to celebrate the victorious army, and people are coming out just celebrating the soldiers. These are victorious from battle. It says, Malki Tzedek Melech Shalim. A person, Malki Tzedek, well, lucky we have Chazal. Malki Tzedek is none other than Shem ben Noyach. His Noyach son, Shem, comes out and he brings Lechem v'yayin. He brings out for Avram Avinu, Shem. The great Tzedek, Noyach son, Shem, comes out with food for Avram and his soldiers. Rashi says, Yegiyei Melchama. People come back from war. Rashi says, Yegikach Oisim Yegiyei Melchama. This is what you're supposed to do to people who come back from war. This is like the Gatorades you buy for the team comes back after going 2-0 in the gym and you throw them Gatorades. This is what you do. People who are tired out from war, they fought the good battle. You give them some food and drink. So Malki Tzedek comes out and he brings Lechem V'yoyin Tavram Avinu Shame is a big tzaddik, and he gives a bracha to Avram. And he says, Baruch Avram, blessed is Avram. He blesses Avram, and then he blesses Hashem. 
Blessed is Hashem. Asher migain sarecha biyadecha. He protects you. He shields you from your enemies and puts them in your hand. He blesses Avram and he blesses Hashem. Chazal say he was punished. He should have blessed Hashem first. Tzadikim have to be very careful. Bless Hashem first and Avram. But shame, Benayach, comes out. He gives food. Lechem v'yayim to Avram Avinu and his soldiers. And he blesses Hashem. Avram then, it's interesting, takes Avram Avinu. Had gotten tremendous wealth in this war. He takes from everything and he gives Maiser to shame. He gives Maiser. It's fascinating. There was a concept of Maiser. And he gives Maiser to shame. Avram Avinu gives shame from everything that he owns. Avram was very rich. He gives Maiser to shame Ben Then Rabbi say, Melech Sedoim has a request from Avram Avinu. Melech Sedoim comes sheepishly to Avram Avinu. And he says to Avram Avinu, can I get my country back? Avram Avinu just like conquered nine countries. Remember, the four kings beat the five kings, and now all those nine kingdoms are united. And Avram Avinu defeats the four kings. As such, now there are nine countries that are all owned by Avram. You capture the country, it's yours. The oldest rule in the world. America's America because they, st- they took it from the British. And you captured it, it's yours. Avram Avinu captures these now nine countries. They're Avram. Melech Sedaim sheepishly comes to Avram Avinu and he says, uh, Can I get my people back? I'd like to be king again. And he says to Avram Avinu, Tainli Anefesh, please give me back my country. Varchush Kachloch. But Avram Avinu, you can keep all the money. Thank you so much. A generous guy. Melech Sedaim was a captive, was, was sitting in jail, was just owned by these four kings. Avram Avinu frees him. So Avram, all the wealth is yours. Can I have my people back? Take all the money. That rightful belongs to you. Avram Avinu swears. I raise my hand. Raising his hands, a lushan of Shua. I'll tell you a funny Misa. Reb David Kohn, Reb Ezi told us that Reb David Kohn went to court. And the judge says, do you solemnly swear? He said, I don't, I'm not allowed to swear. So he said, okay, we know religiously you can't swear. Raise your hand and affirm. He says, I'll affirm. I won't raise my hand. He said, judge, do you have a Bible handy? He says in court. Just, yeah, I have one. He pulls out a Bible. He says, look up Parshas Lech Lecha. He says, chapter 14, verse number, he, does, he says to judge, verse number 22, and the verse says, I raise my hand. Look at Rashi, that means a shvua. He says, raising your hands is swearing, I will not raise my hand. I said, okay, just affirm. <laughs> so Rav David Kohn affirmed. But raising your hand is a form of a shvua. And Avram Avinu says, I swear to Hashem that I won't take one shulis from all the booty, I swear, I'm not taking. We discussed, I don't want to discuss it er, now, earlier this week we discussed. Hashem promised Avram wealth. Avram Avinu got wealthy from a war. And for some reason, he swears, I'm not taking a penny. Mysteriously. Then Avram Avinu says, okay, I'm not taking. So then you can keep it. I swear, I'm not taking a penny. And Elamai, you want to give me a few dollars? I captured your country back for you. You might want to pay me a little. If you think you're going to pay me, I'm not taking a penny for that either. Because I want the money directly from God. 
I don't want you saying you made Avram wealthy. I want a Kiddush Amayim. Hashem promised me wealth. I'm not feeling it's supposed to come through you, Mel Sadaim. So I'm not taking a penny from you. The booty, why he doesn't take the booty? Hashem doesn't tell us. I have my own theories. But Avram swears I'm not taking a penny of all the shalal, of all the booty. You want to pay me a couple of hundred thousand for winning this war, and I deserve something for fighting this war. I won't take a penny from you. Shaloi Taimra, I don't want you to say, I made Avram wealthy. Piladai. However, I love this Pasuk. Welcome to Avram's world, my friend. This Pasuk. Avram Avinu swears I won't take a penny from the booty. Avram Avinu swears that Melech Sidon, you're not paying me for fighting this war. Bila died, but besides me, I'm not the only guy who fought this. Remember, he took his yeshiva. Remember when he handed out arms instead of share that day. So he said, Bila died, but besides me, I'm not the only one who fought this war. That which my soldiers ate. They consumed, they ate, you know, they were fighting a war and they ate from some of the booty. They're entitled to some money. My soldier should get paid. This Pasuk is delicious to me. It's all nice you're from. It's all nice you have cheshbonus, but people around you don't pay for your from kite. Beautiful Pasuk. Avram Avinu cheshbonus, tifazachin, harimaisi yadi, I swear I won't take. But so present, so practical for the person next to him. He's from Big Madragas. The people around me, they don't have to pay for my from kite. Billa Dai, besides for me. Billa Dai. Billa Dai is a beautiful word. Billa Dai, besides for me. There are people who never utter that word Billa Dai in all their lives. If you want to know who we are, we come from Avram Avinu who says Billa Dai, besides for me. <coughs> there are others besides me. I have Cheshbainus, but Billa Dai. One second. Bill, and he has like, this is big in Yanim. He's not taking mysterious things, but he says, Bill Adai, there are other cheshbainas here. Besides for me, it's not only about me. The chelak of the youth. They They should get what they deserve. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's very nice you're from. Nobody pays for you a from kite. I'll tell you, I want to tell you a maisa. I want to tell you a maisa. There was a Yidin Farakwe, Rabbi Stein. Rabbi Stein was a big tzaddik. He was a Paisik. His sons are in Farakwe, wonderful tzaddikim, Paiskim, wonderful family. They're Rabbanim, beautiful people. Rabbi Stein was a Paisik. He loved Paskin. He was a Paisik, a Paisik a Paskins. And he trained for it. Later in his life, he was very sick and he stopped Paskining. And one of his family members asked him, Why'd you stop Paskining, Dad? You love it. To Paskin's a big thing to tell people what people call up with Shaila. It's a big schus. It's a big mitzvah. Why do you stop Paskin? That's what he said. He said something deep. He said, I'm about to be Nifter. And I'm a little intense these days. And I'm thinking about eternity. I'm thinking about Eulam I'm worried I'm going to be too strict on another person. I'm going to end up coming out too strict. They might need to hear mutter. And I'm mutter like I'm not thinking enough their physical needs. I can't pass them for them. 
That's Biladai. That's the echoes of Bila. Besides for me, the other people, the other people. How many people in being from destroy your wife and destroy children? You're so from. What about him? Why is he Mishub? Very nice. You have a Chumrah. Does your wife pay for your Chumrah? Do your children pay for your Chumrah? One day you run a home, you have to measure that which is the halacha, is the halacha. If it's a chumrah, it's extra. Make sure. Avram Avinu has a chumrah here, has this beautiful madrega, but Bill Adai, but besides for me. There are other people who fought. Avram, whose head's in the Shemayim Mamish, Tifa Cheshbainis, is swearing not to take a dime of millions that belong to him, that he had every right to. But he doesn't forget that when it comes to the next person, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter gathered his Talmidim and he said to his Talmidim, you have to picture the scene, Rabbi Yisrael's Talmidim were giants. And together with him, they like climbed the heights. They're like, Kulay Taira, Kulay Laman Hashem, Mamish Gedolim, Ga'ine Oilam, Rev Itzel Petterberg, the altar of Kelm, Rabbi Yitzchak Blazer, you're talking about Oilam. <laughs> and and, and here, Rabbi Yisrael said to these giants, he says to the giants, Chevra, what's the best steak in town? What's, thank you so much. What's the best restaurant in town? Thank you, Nikki. What's the best, re- so Talmidim are looking, did the, did the Rebbe flip? Are, are you okay? <laughs> you ask, it's not the best place to go. And he asked the Talmidim, where can I get a good rib steak? Like, none of them knew where the good rib steaks were. Like, that wasn't their chill exactly. You want to say, where can I get a Rajba in town? They'll tell you exactly where the Rajbas are. He asked the Talmidim, where do I get a good rib steak? Where's the best burger in town? Is, is Rebbe, uh, you okay? <laughs> Look at him. Rebbe Yisrael lost it on him. I'm, I shouldn't say it that way. Rebbe Yisrael never lost it. Rebbe Yisrael gave an azif. He gave a yelling to the Talmidim. They would, he taught them, precious, you know, don't be so involved in worldly matters. He said, I was talking about for you. For you, don't run after the best steak. But how don't you know for your kid, for the next guy who needs the best steak, how don't you know where the best steak is? I never meant for the next person. Shame on you, don't know where to get a good steak from. How are you going to buy that guy who needs a good steak, a good steak? And he gave an azif to the, to the Talmidim. You're so mufka, you don't know where the good burger is. You have a guest to need who's just in the need of a perfectly grilled burger. Your 16-year-old son needs a grilled burger. A guy called me up. You can't make up the story. We used to have a very big bus. We had a very big bus. It was great. It was like a schmack of bus. And we did some good trips with the Masif of this big bus. It was like Erev Rosh Hashanah. I'm, not, I'm exaggerating if it was the day before. It was Rosh Hashanah time. And I'm, this bus like shook and hopped. It was great. It, had, it danced the bus. And guys were like playing. I never let like Gaish music. But they were playing Gishmaka music. We were Megai or any music. All good words. And Mamish, they were playing Gishmaka music. The bus is dancing. And there's like loud raps. NF is like shrying in the background. The whole bus. And Gishmak. Gishmak. A father calls me up. A father, we pull into the, I remember we pulled into Lakewood Lanes, and I pulled and I parked, I answered the phone. A tat is on the phone. I'm in Lakewood Lanes, the bus is shaking, and a father is complaining that his son wants to buy jeans during Ellen. What he should do? Could you lower NF? And I was like, it's like banging around NF. Like, 
<laughs> it was lucky it wasn't like a video. Could you? It was, the kanji was so beautiful. The father, like, what should he do? Erev Rosh Hashanah, the guy's holding a big places. He's not thinking about genes. What should he do? He should think about the next person. That's what he should do for Elul. And his son needs a nice pair of jeans. That would be the best way to come into Elul. To be like Hashem. What does your son need? Pick out a good pair of jeans. Make sure your son looks excellent in them. Make sure a very stylish pair. And make sure it looks good on him. Day. What about the next person? You're only you. You're only you. You're not Avram. You're so stuck and you are from Kai. What about him? This is where he's up to. This is what he needs. Day. But besides for me. Biladai, he forgot a word. What a word. If you're going to forget any word in the Torah, please don't skip this one. Biladai, but besides for you. Besides for you. Biladai, but what about, I, I like you from Kate. Wow, you're so from, so nice, so touching, but it's so not Elo like that you can't see past you. Biladai, but besides for you. This Pasuk is, is, is it, it gives goosebumps, this Pasuk. Avram Avinu with the Allah Madragus. Hi Madragus, I swear, that I won't touch a penny, a shoelace of the booty. But but the people that fought for me, so practical. I don't want them to miss one dollar. He negotiates for his chevra. He's a Zan negotiator. No, 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 make sure. On Shulbukmir, my chevra. <laughs> what do you mean? Teach your Talmidim all you're from, Kate. His Talmidim, I want them paid full price. They fought the good war. Pay them what they deserve. Give them their salary. Avram Avinu is busy with their salary. Avram is holding from one second. He's talking about Madragas that he doesn't want to take money that belongs to him. Avram. Hechra Madragas, high Madragas, beyond my, beyond what I can comprehend. He, Hashem promised him wealth and he, he's wealthy. No, 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 this is not the way Hashem wants it. You're going to say you made Avram wealth. He has big, high cheshbainus. But then, no, no, besides me, there are other people in cheshbainus. Rashi brings a chazal. That's very, very relevant, and I want to study this, and we got to get, we're going to dive in Mincha, I don't want to, Biladai, we have to think about others. It's 3.17, Be'ez Hashem, Mincha today is 3.30, so we have 13 more minutes to share as follows. <laughs> the Dodgers, Chaimel, the Dodgers won the World Series. How many players play? I don't know, it's like the old question: if the far, if the tree falls in the forest and nobody was there, like, does it make any noise? Famous, like, you know, question. The Dodgers beat the Tampa Rays. I don't think many people in America know that, but okay. Anyway, it's another story for another time. But the bottom: did it really happen? Like, <laughs> I think there were a couple of people watching. But the bottom line is: the bottom line. What did you say? Yeah, and they played in Texas. In Texas. The, yeah. Fascinating. But anyway, the kids, I think Manford was watching. He, he's like the commissioner of baseball. They say he was watching. Where's Jonathan here? Is he here? He'd appreciate that. Johnny, I tainted that, you know, I told the Hever that the Dodgers beat the Rays. I said the only guy in America who might know that the Dodgers know, the Rays know, and Manford, Rob Manford knows. Like, I don't know about you. Did the news report it the next? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, like, really? They want like. <laughs> 
about like 60 years ago. What? You're talking about like 60 years ago. Not this year, believe it or not. I think... <laughs> anyway, the Ketzer is... The, the Ketzer Advarim is, is that uh, when the Dodgers win the World Series, there's Anhaga in baseball that comes from Avram Avinu. I kid you not, it comes from Avram Avinu. It's a fascinating minute. Somebody look up World Series shares. You know, for winning the World Series, they get money. Momo, how much money does each player get for winning the World Series? How much money? They get money. Yeah, the player gets money. I wonder if it was less this year. Cause of... No bonuses? <laughs> None of us know they won. There were no bonuses. I don't know how they're going to make their rent. Did they get a no, 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 no. The bonuses go by like, there's a way a system of figuring it out, but it doesn't go by the players. There's a This year? There's a way it ha- Every player is the same. Every player is the same. I think every team is Yeah, there is different. So last year they split evenly 30.4 million dollars. Could you do 30.4 divide? Last year was 25. They added an extra player on the roster, 26 this year. I don't know how it works with the roster, those other guys in the other. Divided by 25. Last year. What? So yet the player gets 1.216, Hevra. I have a question, Hevra. Oh, that's what I want to know. The star left fielder who was going the Gansu in. It's like saying it yeshivish, like the <laughs> Anyway, the star left fielder who caused the win, he gets the same $1.21 million as the backup shortstop who played like four seconds in preseason. You have to play during the season. They vote on the team how much shares to give to players who are there part of the time. They have a vote. That's how it works. In case you're curious for the sports aficionados. But the players that are on the team at the time, the whole year, or a certain amount of time, they get equal shares. It's funny, Daniel. The MVP will like cause the whole win. He gets the same $1.21 million as the backup shortstop, Diggy. That's the rule. Say it again. Say it, Nachamo. Say it again. Say it. Again. Bang. Yeah, yeah. Because we're a team and you need everybody on a team. Who taught that? Whose rule is that? Avram. It's a Rashi in this week's parsha, Chazal. Avram Avinu said, it's a Rashi. Says Avram Avinu, in war, everybody gets heim yichuchelkam. Everybody gets the same chelak of the booty of war. Avram Avinu had Avadim that entered into war. They were front lines. They were dodging bullets. And on their Eshkol and Mamre were sitting back at the ranch. Meanwhile, back at the, you know, when there's a war, there are people back at home base, like watching the stuff. You know, Barker tells me I fight in the army. So one guy fights an army, has a gun on the front line. A guy could be a cook. You know, serving, what do they call supper in armies? Like the mess hall, they call it or something. The guy who fought in the army, you picture, like he has a gun, like he, he's running around. The guy in the meantime is giving out meatballs. But he's in the army, you know. And he'll tell you, I fought and he has this. They wear, they wear the uniform. Yeah, he's giving out meatballs, the guy. The guy pushing inside. He tells you in his army, he doesn't want you to have any videos. He's in the army. He shows you his, he even has his gun just in case. He's giving out meatballs, the guy. 
He's in the mess hall giving out meatballs, but he's in the army. Says Rashi, like it says, Avramavinu's soldiers were mamish front lines. Oner, Avramavinu's friend Oner and his friends were back at the ranch. They still get their portion. Umimenu says Rashi, David Amelech learned from Avramavinu. It's amazing how you have to study Torah. The Oves, this is not just stories. This f- defines our life, Noyam. We have to live our life based on these great people. David HaMelech remarkably, a long time later, studied Avram Avinu. And David HaMelech learned, Kichelek hayyerd b'mulchamo, Kichelek hayyoshev alakelev, Yachtov yachloiku, Shmuel Aleph. David HaMelech, when he fought at war, the soldiers who were front lines, and the soldiers who were Yeshiv al-Akelim, Yachtav Yachleiku, they both split evenly. They split evenly. David HaMelech learned, and it, Rashi says, In the days of Avram, this law was established. I admire Avram Avinu was building a team. Any intelligent, by, I watched, this is on the varsity, no, it bothers me if starting players, I have watched where starting players aren't sensitive. You play a game in the Nurk, it's a great game. He sat on the bench, they're not like thinking, how can I make, great game, you know he's feeling bad he didn't play. Are you thinking of ways, and you know, I appreciate you come to all the practices, without you we have no team. We can't run a practice without 10 players, no such thing. Without players, you need everybody on a team. When the starter has no akara that you need that other guy and learning to encourage, to include, to appreciate, to point at, to even say, it must have been hard not to play. I know you're good and you want to get in there. Just when you're clueless of the next guy, you need a team. You're so absorbed. You need a team. You can't play yourself. Teams play. Teams play. Smart players in sports, the stars get big salaries. They buy stuff for some of the guys that don't get as much. It's not just generosity, it's an understanding. I need the whole team. Very nice. I'm making millions on your back. Because you can't be a quarterback, that's his salary. Because of the offensive guard. Who did that? Lamar Jackson. Thank you. I like that. That's refreshing. That's right. This is not like, these types of things are not, these are not just new things. This is exactly from Avram Avinu. But deeper yet, every person has to learn there's a place and an importance to them. In Avram Avinu's army, in an Avram Avinu world, it's not just a cute on hugger that everybody got a chalik of the booty. It's an understanding of each person's importance. We speak a lot about chesed of Avram. Chesed is not being nice to some unfortunate. Chesed is the other person is valuable and counts. It's an instructive feature that surrounds Avram that each person is noticed and is a valuable person. That the guy who's back there in the mess hall serving meatballs also gets a chalik of the booty like the soldier on the front line. You're gifted with strength and you make very good meatballs and you know how to pour the sauce just as I. In a world of Avram, each person has a place. 
I always say about, about parents that the job of parents that each child has a place at the table. Each child has a, has, has, has a meaning and an importance. In a classroom of 20 guys, junkie teachers, in every room of 20, there are two kids that are the best kid in the class. If your two kids thrive, you're a junkie teacher. Because we don't need you. They would have thrived without you. I apologize to speak so pressed, but it's too many lives are lost. I get angry. But if, if, if the best five kids are thriving, what, who needed you? They would thrive. In every group of 20, there are five kids who have the highest scores. Mazel tov. A good, a good educator, all 20 are necessary in this group. They're all in this team, in this kfutza. Everybody has a place. Everybody has an importance. Everybody counts. Everybody's needed and necessary in this. In an army of Avram Avinu, every person has a chalet because it's the reality of they're needed and necessary and it's important you're here. That's the army of Avram Avinu. I appreciate that till today, sports still works. It's such a good sayer. You can look it up. That they get, every player gets that booty. Because if you're making a team, because Yiddi taught us, because they're a team. And in a team, each person has a place. And if you don't create that in your team, you're being silly, a compliment, an encouragement. It's a dvarim shotim, but this is the army of Avram Avinu. And this, us B'nai Avram, who seek to replicate Avram's army. A group of people that are serving Hashem, a group of idealists, each person has a place and an importance. And as such, shares equally in the booties of the victory, has an important chalak in the booty, in, this, in the victorious booty that you share from the spoils of war. Each person has a chalak, because in, Av- in Avram Avinu World Army, each person has such an important place, and it's necessary, and he sees it's necessary. It wasn't like a pleasantry, like a cute stick, make him feel good. No, no, no. Avram couldn't see how we can, you can't win the war without that guy. This wasn't like a, 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 a nicety. It's, it's a chayk that David HaMelech kept in his days. A thousand years, well over a thousand years later, David HaMelech was still keeping this law of Avram Avinu that was established from Yemei Avram, an old, old law that was established. Till today we have to keep this law. The understanding of the importance. Yesterday we spoke about the validation of the next person. There were observations. Chaim spoke life-changing. The observations were off the chart. Don't ever forget that a person counts. That in any group, each one, each one's contribution, each one's, each, each one's station matters a lot. Those are the wars that are successful. And then in the booty of those wars, everybody gets a chalik. Those, those are the teams that win. Those are the teams that have, that have loot, that have spoils of war and everybody shares it because everybody has a place that's what each of us should seek to create around us a world where each person matters where each person is significant where each person has a very important place and when we share in victory to each person belongs the spoils of victory I couldn't shabbos